the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs Down Under. This is the penultimate week of Australian Survivor Heroes vs. Villains. It's been a very epic season with a strange endgame, I would say. It's feeling weird a little bit to me. (laughs) Not in a bad way or in a good way. I'm just feeling the vibe is off a little bit all of a sudden. And maybe it's because we're losing icons. Like we lost Haley. I think losing Simon is a big loss to the show. I think I I get it in terms of the game, but it's feeling like, are you feeling this way? Yeah, no, I'm feeling, I feel like not only are we losing epic players from the game completely, but the players that are remaining, we're losing the allure of who they are. Like we're losing their personalities as well. Like I loved Poppy at first and loved what he brought to the game and his sternness and like oh fuck you and now i'm like you're bothering me we don't have (laughs) we don't have liz anymore and like i mean we have liz but we don't she's invisible she's not really in Uh the game and we're just seeing kind of a slow downfall for her i I don't know we're just not getting the fun that we could from the leftover players yeah i think what i'm feeling is that Okay, well, first of all, we have our three newbies still in the game, something we've been speculating about for weeks. Mm-hmm. So I have to pat myself on the back for that. I know. Like, I pat on our backs. Because we've been talking about, like, is it even, like, you know, early merge, it was like, well, we've only got three newbies left. Like, is it even possible for them to get to the end? And we were talking about all these different paths that all the three newbies would still be at the end. And here they are. I know it. And, like, especially with the trailer for next week, there is a very strong possibility if they finally get fucking rid of George, that they will do it. They will be the last three standing. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I think George has a really, really tough path towards the end. If it is a final two, and it seems to be a final two, uh, he's got a tough path to get there. And so it's very possible the final three are all newbies. And so good for us on predicting that. But what I'm feeling like is that I'm not seeing the fire from any of them, really. Mm-hmm. That Like, they're dying to get this. And I know we've gotten a little bit. Matt's edit really picked up kind of out of nowhere a couple weeks ago uh, after being more or less purple for the entire game. His edit really started to pick up, and I thought it was because he was going to be going home. Lo and behold, here he is at the end game. So if that's his winner edit, I think that's a little disappointing because even in that... I mean, basically, the point of view was I have to make a big move because I haven't done anything yet. And he's yet to make said big move. And despite multiple opportunities to do so, uh, I'm not seeing really any fire from Jerry at all. Although I will say that in response to what you just said, I actually think that Jerry's bringing a lot to the game this week. Uh, or lots of the show. I think that that speech that he gave about George at Tribal Council and being a mentee, I really, <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. We can talk about it a little bit. Ugh. And then you had, you had Nina, right, who left. You had Simon who left. We both really wanted it and were really playing from the bottom. Couldn't pull anything off really. Now what we could get is a Liz revenge story yeah. arc. Like that's my last fire. hope. Yes, that's my last hope. Because she's had it because, all. She's had it yeah. all. I mean, she really has. She started from being a newbie to making a friendship to then her, you know, the sad storyline of I'm all by myself. I have no one. To getting right back into a majority after jumping ship and leaving over to the um whatever tribe they went to, <laughs> and uh, w- which tribe did she go from? From one to the other when she voted herself out of the draft. Oh, when she mutinied from the new villains new to villains. the new heroes. There we go. To be with the Spice Girls. Yeah, and then she then she started coming to her own. She was like, fuck you, George. I'm going to run this shit myself. You're not going to tell me what to do. To all of a sudden, just a brief little purple. A little bit mm-hmm. in the background. But now a revenge story arc. Oof. That she would have everything. She would have had the full survivor experience even being purpled while not being purpled 
Yeah. And she had this revenge. Like she's been talking about since Shawnee got voted out that I want, she's literally said the words, I want to tear George apart. (laughs) And she's yet to really make that move. And I could see it for her. Here she is betrayed again. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like she's got no options, but you never know what could happen. And this could be the plan for them all along that we just haven't seen that they're like, <gasps> yeah, get George to the end. We've always got a shield. Someone will always want to go for George before they go for us. Yes. Now's our chance. Take him out. And the three of us newbies, we're on more or less equal footing and we can fight it out fair and square. I was literally end. thinking that this morning. I genuinely was thinking what if Liz is so much tighter with Jerry and Matt than we realize they have always been planning, the three of them, or at least up until this vote because she very much wanted Matt gone but at least having this idea brewing between the three of them of like, you know what? We'll get rid of George. It's nice to have a little shield, huh? We're never going to yeah. be in any, like, amazing. Yeah, And it may and, just be yeah. that she detracted or started to think about a different path this episode, this last one, with getting out Matt just because of how good he is at challenges. And that's risky, yeah. but she can still follow through with the same plan with him gone. Because I think the reason she wanted to target him in my mind is that he is so good at challenges that if he doesn't win one, now's my shot because if we come down to a final three, let's say we get George out at four. If we come down to a final three, he's my competition, yes. right? Yes, uh, not and George. So, so, and, and now they're in this position where, you know, potentially they are getting rid of George out of four or they take him to the final three and assume he's not going to win that challenge uh, to, to get into the final two. Mm-hmm. And so Liz could, like, I, I feel like it's a real toss up. If Matt and Liz are both in that challenge, I think either of them could win it. Mm-hmm. I think Matt's maybe got a leg up. I mean, he has more challenge wins under his belt. Wait, I thought they're even. They each have three. They are each they even? have. Yeah, that's what I thought was so interesting about this last tribal when um, uh, Jonathan said, you have three wins. Does that make you a threat? And he looked at Liz and said, she has three immunity wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Should I have my stats in front of me? <laughs> well, good for Liz. Yeah, so it, I feel like it really is a toss up. Yeah. So. Uh, I get what her perspective was there, but yeah, you don't, I, I mean, a couple like questions hanging over the whole thing. Like, yes. I, I don't know that, I don't think that she's necessarily secretly or like hidden from us closer to Jerry and Matt mm-hmm. than we're led to believe, but that they have some kind of an understanding yes. of each other is all that matters right? yes. about not going to the end with a returning player, especially that returning player being George, who has the resume of the season, right? So that's a distinct possibility. I'm just looking for all the different ways that Liz is going to win the game. <laughs> because to me, I mean, the the most... Obviously satisfying outcome here for next week is that George goes to the final tribal. He redeems himself from blood versus, uh, sorry, brains versus brawn. And he takes the win, right? That he wasn't able to get that first time by demonstrating to the jury the things he's done differently, the innovative moves that he has made, et cetera, et cetera. The likelihood of that happening, in my opinion, slim. The only other outcome I'm happy with is Liz winning. Yes. It's the only other outcome for yeah. me. Otherwise, it's going to be like a little bit of a downer of a finale. Yeah. <laughs> and really usually they're not downers. We were like very happy even with Mark with, I'm thinking about oh. Mark last year where it was like super predictable. Mm-hmm. The good boring. thing about this is I'm feeling it's not a predictable end. Yes. I have no clue what's going on. I mean, even this episode, I really was like, wow. Matt really could go home. It's unlikely, but he really could. And that was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about these episodes in order a little bit because we had the isolation twist. That's where we left off the last time we spoke that Nina and Jerry were both going into the isolation playpen back (laughs) at camp. And uh, this was... I really like it as a twist. I think it's an interesting idea because it's like Exile Island, but it's not Exile Island because you can still interact with people and that you're stuck in this really small area and you have people who got votes. And what's really interesting to me about this is that you have Nina on one hand who's in 
one of George's final three alliances, the Jacuzzi Alliance. And then you have Jerry, who's in the other one of George's final three alliances. And they have nothing but time to talk and swap information. And they swap the information. And Nina tells him that Liz and George told her to vote for Jerry, right? Like, that's a big red flag for Jerry. Uh, she tells him you would about think. the Jacuzzi <laughs> 3 deal. Like, all the information comes out. And, I mean, Jerry doesn't really act on it. Oh, my God. If it was anybody but Jerry, Nina would have been successful. She would have made that happen. Because, I mean, what the hell? It, it's such... It wrote itself... Three final three yeah. deals. The Spice Girls, he gets rid of Shawnee. The Spa one, he tries to get rid of Nina. Now the three old men, he's trying to have a back <laughs> door or, you know, an option of Poppy. Like, he was choosing one of each of his final threes to actually be his final three. And Jerry's just like, but he's my mentor. Like, what? Yeah. I don't fucking yeah. get it. So it's like it, it's like Jerry was like, well, George didn't do that. You voted for me, <laughs> even though she was like, well, Liz and George told yeah. me to vote for you. Yeah. And here's why. So that if George got a vote, you could still be sent home like yeah. you were expendable to George in this moment. And Jerry just doesn't care. Nothing. Oh, <laughs> whatever. It's t- it's tough. Like, I don't know how you play with somebody like that. I mean, he's playing a really, really. I was going to say he's playing an old school game, but even in the old school, like somebody betrayed you like that, they you'd cut them. Yes. Yes. So I don't know what he's playing. I don't fucking know. It's <laughs> but so it's working. So whatever he's doing, like, hey, maybe this is the new way to play. It's not because he's not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk at the end about different combinations of the final two and who would win. Because there, there might be a way for Jerry to win. Oh, God. There could be a way for Jerry to win. I Let's think. Put a pin in that i mean okay we can put a pin in it but i think okay. he could have won against nina mm-hmm. i think there's a story really there. i do i think that's his one way to win not that nina didn't do well but i think his story i think he could have won against nina i do not think he wins against anybody else mm-hmm. i don't okay 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 we'll talk about it well george i feel like handles this pretty well because He's doing everything. I mean, he's shitting it back at camp that <laughs> these two people are sitting in a playpen mm-hmm. sharing information. He's bringing chairs. He's apologizing. <laughs> chairs in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> he does this thing. This is after the immunity challenge. But I mean, it's funny that Nina points this out that he he you know brings over Matt to talk to Jerry. And Nina points out, isn't it interesting he had Matt tell you the plan? Mm-hmm. the person that you are closer to and you have a closer alliance to. Like, I do feel like at once I feel like it woke George up a little bit to some of the social implications that he hadn't been considering. And that's why he kind of says like, hey, I need to start thinking more about the human game because that was my downfall last time. And I feel like this twist is like a perfect illustration for George as to how playing solely a cutthroat strategic game can hurt you towards the end yes. twist or no twist like it may have had him going wait a second now what are what are people on the jury talking about what stories are they swapping there and is it always a good thing to be cutthroat uh simon and nina are really trying to pull off a george vote as well i mean that's the plan basically right yeah is let's let's come together now we've got jerry who feels burned Matt's been looking to make a big move for weeks. <laughs> Surely we can take out George. Yeah, Simon and Nina trying to take out George. It's just, we've been seeing this so many times. I'm genuinely bored of watching it. I'm bored of this narrative. I'm bored of everything that has to do with Simon and Nina having to take out George. Like, poor Simon. It's just never going to happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> the problem is, like, we know it couldn't happen because if it was going to happen... I feel like it would have happened. Australian Survivor would tell us it's happening. Oh, absolutely. The episode would feel different. The promos certainly would hint at it. And I like there would have just been a different focus, a different point of view in the episode if George was indeed going to go home. And so it never felt like, although logically it all made sense, it never felt like it was going to happen. 
Yeah. And I think this is where we're getting to the, what's that phrase? The pointy end of the game. The pointy end of the game. (laughs) And unfortunately with Australian Survivor, it's the boring part of the game because they're just like uh, last season with Blood vs. Water. We're bored because they're doing the safe thing or what they think is the safe thing. And there's no deterring from that. In their mind, they have to keep George. That's it. There's no going against that. They have to keep George. And so we're not getting anything exciting except the trailers making it seem like something exciting might be happening. But it's not. It's just not. And so uh, somehow I do think American Survivor somehow manages for the end to be exciting because the person you really want to win doesn't win. But you don't really know what's going on the last episode or two. Australian Survivor, especially the last two seasons, we're just kind of sitting here waiting, waiting for boringness to continue i i don't know how to phrase this any differently but nothing's gonna fucking happen <laughs> yeah i mean partly like, yeah I, I i don't know where that comes from either they're no it's not that they're too explicit about who's working with who but i i do feel like part of it is not investing in some of the characters that quote unquote don't matter and so when you have um i don't know like i think about for example in brains versus brawn toward the end game the fact that flick is still there and is a challenge beast there's no thought in my mind that she's actually going to the final two because she wasn't a character in the season Mm -hmm. like thank god she came back and was such a big character in this season because it was great to get to know her because we barely got to know her in brains versus brawn and so it's like while that i think was probably one of the more exciting uh recent season Endgames in AU, it still was clear that that Haley and George were going to the final two. There was there wasn't really another option in terms of the edited product that we were seeing. You know, as much as everybody hates the um, the fire making challenge in American Survivor, I do. Uh, ugh, I do feel like don't even. Li- but there's an element to it of. <laughs> I'm not suggesting it because I I hate that. I don't like the fire making challenge at all, but there is an element to it of there being the concern of fire and the concern of who's going to do well in an immunity challenge, because you can suck at immunity challenges and be the biggest beast with fire. And that is an exciting element or another thing to consider at least Mm -hmm. with the end game and who to keep. This is based only on social relationships, which is how, like arguably is how survivor is supposed to be but that makes it a little bit more boring kind of like the older seasons of american survivor where you're just kind of choosing your friend or the one who is loyal to you um so i i don't know i maybe that is why american survivor was able to maintain the excitement towards the end just a little bit with even though it's with a shitty twist a shitty addition to the game but it's just something else to think about. Because what are we talking about right now? The only thing we're actually discussing is who's going to win the final immunity challenge, Matt or Liz. That's the only thing that's mm-hmm. that's the only decision that's left. There's nothing else. you know else. what I think that is? I, I don't think it's because of a twist that brings in uh, like a randomization, basically, of like, it's not quite random. I mean, there is strategy to picking who's going to fire and then having the skills if I hear. Um, so I'm not going to say it's a total random twist, but it's a twist that has nothing to do with the social strategic nature of the game really mm-hmm. uh, i think what makes the u.s survivor endgame exciting and i think it was remained exciting long before the fire twist came in is that the people who are cast on the show for the most part know how to play survivor and part of the problem with the last couple of seasons of australian survivors you have all these newbies don't really understand the game Ah. certainly nowhere near the depth that george understands the game and so it's very much like uh boston rob's winning season where george is like the boston like he's played the game so many times he knows the ins and outs he understands the strategy and you put him on a season with a bunch of people who have never seen the show before Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i know some of them are big fans right and and of course we did have like almost half returning players so it's a little bit of a different situation but in this case where george is in the end here with yeah we've got simon who understands the game loves the game that isn't necessarily the best at playing the game yeah Uh, and then you've got like liz who i think has learned the game jerry who's 
he's learning the game from George, but I think like at the most basic level, Matt, who I don't know what his level of understanding uh, of past seasons are or strategy. There's a difference between like watching a season and then understanding the strategic approach, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the main difference is that Australia tends to cast a lot of people who uh, have a story or have an Instagram following or ever whatever it might be that don't necessarily have the strategic acumen that some of the US players have that make that end game really exciting because if they did they would be thinking three steps ahead of George or at least trying to and like trying to plot to get George out and hey does it make sense to actually vote with Simon why don't we flip this whole game on its head you know build that thought of building up the resume they don't seem to really have it. I mean, Matt's mm, talked about mm -hmm. it, but he hasn't acted on that. So yeah. there's like just enough knowledge to make it <laughs> to make it a little too basic. Do you know what I mean? It's like they, they have the knowledge level of like those those early pre-hidden immunity idol seasons that started to lag just a little. Although I love them. The gameplay <laughs> lagged a little bit. Yeah. I think you hit it right on the head because I mean, I've just been grasping at any straw to figure out how is it so good until the end with AU. Like, what is that? And that makes so much perfect sense. I mean, when I think about, even though it's a hated season at the moment, season 43 of American, like the fire of Jesse, how badly he wants to win, how desperately he wants to win, how big, like, there's such a fire. And with my season, like, oh my god, I, it was the fire to win and to change the lives of my kids, my baby on the way. Like, it was everything. I was giving it fucking everything I had. And then I watched this last episode of AU, and they're like, let's have fun. Come on! <laughs> I mean, isn't that a literal fucking quote? Let's have, let's have a fun three days. I'm like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Matt, you have a baby on the way. Why? <laughs> <laughs> fight fight fucking get rid of george what are you doing yeah so yeah you you're spot on sean like always like always like always but it's not always the case i think i feel like the end games of and i'm so close to the very end of season one i just haven't finished it because <laughs> it's like a big commitment but like i feel like the end games of two and four and to some degree brains versus brawn like they were they weren't boring. I would say, like, particularly the last season, I've heard others say this, that Blood versus Water had a really boring post-merge. And it's because everybody kind of got in with their alliance and stuck to it because they understood that works, right? Yeah. Uh, for their game. But they forgot that part about building resumes. And so, yeah, uh, I, uh, I, I think that last season is a little bit of an outlier. And, uh, like, having said all this, it's like, these episodes were still really fun to watch. Oh yeah, there's no, no doubt about it, and it's definitely. still uh, that no matter what happens from here on out, this is an absolutely epic, all-time great season of Survivor. But yeah, you definitely get to this point where you're like, okay, you know, there's only so many options in the end, and how many do I care about? Absolutely. However, I will say something that was so fucking exciting: this immunity challenge with the dominoes uh -huh. and the thing. I loved oh, it. Oh my god, I so fun. loved it. How yeah. fun, like, that Simon lost because of untwirling that circle around him. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that is an amazing, that was, I wish I could have done that. I wish I could have played that. I've always loved the domino challenge, mm -hmm. and this is a really fun twist on it. Like, you've never, they've really stepped up the challenges this year. We've seen so many challenges that we've never seen before. And this was a great example of one of those twists on a classic challenge. And also the fact that Matt wins this, do you, do, have you seen this? That there were two dominoes unused. <gasps> he had one domino on his table and one on the ground that were unused. And uh, I think I saw Simon post a story about it because people were talking about it and they were saying he didn't use all his dominoes. And I think Simon posted a story saying it was never a rule that you had to use all the dominoes. They just all had to mm. fall. And I feel like he props to him for getting it done because it felt like, I mean, you saw how close George was putting those dominoes together. I know it. And then Liz, I was like, what a girl. They were like, they were like practically touching. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and 
I did not notice those two dominoes at all. Not one bit. Yeah. Didn't notice that. I had to go back and like to, to pause, pause and then look at it. But yeah, uh, that did happen. So good for Matt. Good for Matt. I like the, hey, if he stopped to put those back in, Simon would have won. Absolutely. So, yeah. Then Nina would have gone home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Matt gets uh, immunity and George wants to basically just repeat the plan, right? Like, let's split between Simon and Nina. And he has to do this. Uh, I mean, the, another reason I like this twist is you have to convey this to Jerry at the playpen with <laughs> Nina right there. I mean, it's like truly so small. Yeah. Like, what do you even do? To the point that she's like, um, I disagree, because she could hear the whole thing. <laughs> I have something to say. <laughs> yeah. And so they're just telling him, okay, repeat, we're doing a repeat of last night, which isn't great news. It's not great news for Nina, but also is it great news for Jerry? Because obviously the implication is that it's either Simon or Nina going home, right? But at the end of the day, Jerry got one vote in that plan from last night that they're so eager to repeat. Yes. And the fact I like, I honestly don't even know the workaround here with George just saying over and over again, that he changed the plan at tribal because he was nervous when he never whispered anything to Nina at tribal. Like I just, I, oh, it's so frustrating. It must have been so frustrating for Nina to be out there and be like, Poppy, what the hell are you listening to? So then George tells Simon, okay, so we're splitting the vote on you. (laughs) and nina it's gonna be two to two right with you and nina so he basically says like it's up to you he put he basically put simon in a corner and says it's up to you you can vote for nina or you can try to vote for me which like i mean he doesn't say that explicitly but i feel like that's the implication and i feel like there is there are several untapped areas of potential strategy here where simon and nina sort of have it in their head that like we have to get Jerry and or Matt on board to vote George out. I don't think they have to. Mm-hmm. I think all they have to do is put, they know there's a 2-2 split. All they have to do is put two votes on George. Now all we've got to a tie. Do. I yep. mentioned this like a week or two ago that I said like, if you get, if you sort of force a situation at tribal council where George is involved in a tie and everybody has to go up to that voting booth and think really hard. Yeah. You're telling me not one of them flips and takes the opportunity to take George out. I was so surprised with this entire conversation. It just, it, it really baffled me, especially with the tension that George must know exists with Liz. That's one vote easy against him. Mm-hmm. easy if it's a 222 split or a 222 whatever tie tie yeah i it was pretty um what's the word arrogant i th- i think it's kind of arrogant this entire like you can do what you want you can figure it out but we're we're giving you two votes there are two people you hate standing right in front of you you can get those two votes too honey I don't know. It's surprising. And yet it works. I Why know does it work? It. That's my question. It's <laughs> <laughs> Why does it work? There must be so many conversations about being an underdog, garnering so many more votes than George's um, demeanor at mm-hmm. camp or something. They're like, they're mm-hmm. ju- they just be, must be in such a headspace that Simon and Nina can beat George that, that's a non-issue. There must be. There just must be. I know. I was I was thinking about, uh, remember the conversation we had? I don't know if you remember this. The conversation we had with Sam Gash uh, during Blood versus Water. And she was talking about this sort of very Australian concept of the tall poppy syndrome, where the you naturally root for the underdog because if one poppy is growing taller than the rest, you chop it down. And George is the tall poppy this season, right? And like any else, the Australians listening to this are probably rolling their eyes at my like description of this like basic concept, but it's it's new for us. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about that because I heard I heard Haley mention it in an exit interview, uh, not specifically about the situation we're talking about, but it reminded me of that conversation we had with Sam. And it 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 could very well be the case that they are picking up on vibes 
from the jury or they're making an assumption that George has stuck himself out there way too much, taking credit for way too much when he's sitting at tribal council saying, well, I built the cruise ship that they're mm-hmm. all on. Yeah. I felt like I did get a vibe from the jury. That was a little like, like give it up. Uh, yeah. And so they're, they could be picking up on that vibe that he's not going to win in a final two. Mm-hmm. Is that the case? I don't know. I think he has a really good argument to win, but that could be the perception at camp. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we're seeing an edited product that's making us feel that George is so much more in control and so much more, not just respected, but in control of everything when it really could just mm-hmm. be the editing. It really just could be. And George has start started this narrative with Jerry to keep him close, I feel like, ever since this fiasco of the twist, that, hey, I don't even care if I come in third. Uh-huh. And he repeats it. He repeats it multiple times. He's like, I want to move forward with you and Matt, and I understand that your Matt would likely take you to a final two. I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> do we buy that? Well, a person like Poppy, who's just excited to be in the game so long and the pride that he feels for doing well enough when he maybe felt like an underdog, he was supposed to be voted out. He overcame uh, an injury and just, you know, the amount of years he's been on Earth, he might just be someone that's grateful for the experience. And so he can understand and probably even respect George Mm. for saying those key words of like, I'm just grateful to be here. I've played 90, I think he said it to uh, to Poppy, I've played 90 days in this game. I'm proud of that. And Poppy being the kind of person that's like, yeah, I'm proud of me too. You know, he just might have the perfect audience for that kind of shit. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's talk about Tribal Council because there is uh, this great moment it's not where- great. Simon, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Or Simon sort of g- 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 talks about calling everyone out as pawns, uh, which happened last week, and that they're basically just following George's orders, and it's not too late for the pawns to take control of the game. And Jerry, who up until now we're led to believe through various Franken-edited moments that he, maybe he's considering George. There was one really funny one before they went to Tribal where it's like, I think he says, yeah, we'll be George. <laughs> you know, something <laughs> yeah. like that. It was like, there, he was not, he was never considering George. And even <laughs> Matt was like, it was so obvious. Matt was not so non-committal to the plan where, you know, I think Matt, Matt, I think you can read like a book mm-hmm. <laughs> in this yeah. moment. Yeah. The, the story was not going towards a George vote. And so Jerry pipes up here and he really defends George with his whole heart saying, you know, even like pulling Simon's personal life into it. Hey, you're a bodybuilder. You ever had a coach? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I love that he's like, uh, Simon, would you say you got pretty far up in the bodybuilding world? And Simon's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) That cracked me up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it was a very strange, um, like, I'm trying to put you in my shoes and have you understand. And it's like, no, there's, even if he had a coach or somebody who was a great mentor to him, he's not competing with that coach for half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Still, I thought it was a really sweet moment. I really no, thought it was sweet. No, I, I did not find it sweet. But maybe that's just because I don't have the demeanor to play Australian Survivor. I'm too, like, absolutely, this isn't cute. This isn't cute. I'm annoyed. <laughs> but, like, also, George's response to it is sort of like, uh, I mean, he's wiping away tears. Are they really there? Or are they not there? I don't know. But his response is exactly what Jerry needs to see and hear. Yes. And so George, whether yes. he's playing it or not playing it, he plays it well. I think he's playing it. I mean, George is a very good human being. And, and I'm sure that's not the sweetest thing he's ever heard in his life. You know, like, I'm sure he's mm-hmm. been told great things about him. He, he's a great human. And, uh, yeah, no, he was playing the game and that little hug was so cringy. If I was on the jury, I would just be so bothered by witnessing this and being like, oh, George got Poppy again. Oh, he got him again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here's another moment where I feel like Nina and Simon both 
left an entire avenue of strategy untapped because after Poppy's big speech and professing his love for his mentor, they turn to each other and Nina says, we don't have Jerry. (laughs) No, that's not what you do, Nina (laughs) and Simon. And so they end up like voting for each other. And so it's a forced tie. Yeah. What you could have done, what you could have done, Nina, is say, don't worry. I spoke to Jerry before we came in. He's 100%. This is all an act. Yeah. Stick with the vote. Nina switches her vote to Simon, guarantees Simon goes home. Right. Doesn't have to do a revote. Likewise, Simon could have done the same thing. Would mm-hmm. Nina buy it from Simon? Maybe not. Probably but not. I felt like Nina had an opportunity here. And it's okay because Simon did end up going home. But I felt like just to protect herself from a tie vote situation, mm-hmm. like you completely could have switched your vote without indicating to Simon that you were switching your vote. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And then Simon goes and after... Beloved Simon. And it's like after so many episodes of chaos from Simon and is he going to go in this war? It was actually pretty. I mean, his his send off was pretty great, but it was an anticlimactic moment. You didn't know the whole episode that it was Simon going. You could assume easily, mm-hmm. but it wasn't this big moment, you know? I don't know. Yeah. You're right, because there's been so much with Simon that's just so adversarial with George that that had dissipated. And so when Simon does actually go home on a tie vote with Nina, it just feels a little bit anticlimactic considering everything we went through with Simon. But honestly, looking back at his journey, what an epic character on survivor oh honestly like one of the most fun full now that we've seen his full story one of the most fun full stories i can remember of a character like i for me at least i loved him i hated him at the beginning i Mm -hmm. he bothered me and then i started to like him and then i was rooting Uh for him and then you know like i i did the whole gambit of emotions with simon and I left with a really good taste in my mouth of, I love this player. I wish he had won, but he gave it every fucking thing he had. Yeah. It was really, really fun. He gave us some iconic moments, the cookie idol, uh, the speedos, the <laughs> snuff tat, which by the way, got yes. my snuff tat. Yes, Finally got my snuff tat, not because we pulled any strings, but because... Well, I don't know. <laughs> I che- It was right after we recorded. I was like, and I'm editing it. I'm going, you know, I didn't actually like check to like, I mean, like, yeah, they were out of stock, but maybe they're back in stock. And so I go and look and they're in stock and guess what? They're shipping to Canada. So <sighs> I got my snuffed hat. I got my snuffed hat. Has so yours come very... in the mail yet? I haven't gotten mine yet. Oh my God. It hasn't even shipped yet. Oh, so okay. it's going to ship at the end of the month. Well, Simon messaged me saying mine had already shipped, but well, I, I, didn't, many, I didn't get a confirmation. Like many weeks though. later. But I didn't get a confirmation. Well, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is, okay, take it up with Simon. No, I did. Apparently, you're texting him every day. So. Okay. <laughs> Simon voted out. We're so sad. We love you so much. Yeah, really, really, really sad. But can we take a moment? Because I meant to bring this up at the beginning of the episode. We have to talk about Flick's wedding for one second <gasps> because it's truly the wedding of the millennia. Like this event is absolutely wild with all of these former Australian Survivor contestants, current Australian Survivor contestants, just some of the greatest social media content I've ever witnessed. (laughs) And I just, if I could bring up one thing about the wedding that is my biggest takeaway, it's that Paige (laughs) is not only in attendance, but she also wore Crocs all weekend long. I know she did. <laughs> and she's like hugging uh, Sean in one picture saying like how he's her best friend. And I'm like, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> best friend. Yeah. Best friend. Best Sean. friend. And the height disparity is truly wild. <laughs> like insane. Uh, yeah. It's just, the, it's literally the most iconic wedding I've ever seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And having said that. Haley has a wedding coming up in just a couple of weeks. So is everybody I don't know if our guest out? list is going to be more selective, but you know, same seasons, right? Same seasons, mm-hmm. similar trajectory, like, well, ish. 
<laughs> not similar trajectories. But, you know, Flick was in the game almost as long as Haley was yes. in the first season. Similar-ish on this season. So could be a lot of the same people. We may just be doing a wedding tour in Australia. So very excited to see the content from that one as well. Paige, don't put those Crocs away just yet, honey. I did tell George, and because uh, you know George and I talk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I did tell George that it was like a royal wedding, and he said, "Well, it wasn't my wedding." <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. well, anyways, <laughs> okay. So He's let's so move sassy. on from that. The final five are getting muffins and coffee and sugar. <laughs> And boy, are they wired. Liz's face at George eating that first spoonful, she looks so mad, like so bothered by him. <laughs> I find it truly disgusting. It's the spoonfuls gross. of sugar. I, like, but you know uh, what we missed? Like all I wanted from this moment, I was like, oh my God, I've got the screenshot. It's going to be Nina eating a spoonful of sugar yep. with Sandra eating a spoonful of sugar. Yep. They didn't give us a clear shot of Nina eating the sugar. I know it. And for that, I will never forgive them. It was one, It was truly the first thought I had as well. Like, uh, wait a minute. Um, um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, so release, the, the, release the sugar edit. Please. Because that, I mean, wh- how do you give her sugar? With one of the most iconic... Oh, my God. What? Okay. I know you just said it, but it's genuinely I frustrating. Know. However, immediately after this, Nina, I'm a little bit mad at you. I'm a little bit mad at Nina. What because, did Nina do? Because they were all in the water having a good old time. Matt is losing his shit, jumping all around. And she says, come on in, guys, to the water. <gasps> I know. I know. Nina. <laughs> I was truly cackling. (laughs) I was laughing too. (laughs) Come on in, guys. Love that. Uh, (laughs) Anti-woke queen. (laughs) Nick Wilson Stan. (laughs) Shut up. I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. kid. Listen, I just submitted... An interview to People Magazine right before recording this. Yeah, Ricard's going to be in People Magazine right next to Megan McCain. And, Shut uh, up. Whoever else goes in People Magazine. Shut up. They asked me for my input and I gave No, it. I think it's great. I'm excited. It's good for you. And like, yeah, we got to speak out against, against undeserving winner of David versus Goliath, Nick Wilson. We know it. We know it. Okay, let's not get sidetracked again because we've really got to wrap this up. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are. We're left with George's two top three alliances and George in the middle. And really, this episode is about the choice he's going to make moving forward, right? Because Liz and Nina are already like straight from the beginning are like, it's time to take out Matt. We got to take out Matt for all the reasons we already talked about. He's a challenge threat. He's a threat to win potentially in the end. They're all on board. And so... Yeah, that's that's all we got, right? Like Jacuzzi yep. Alliance, rise up. Yep. Great. Loving this concept. We go to the immunity challenge. It's a really truly hellish obstacle course, in my opinion, because balancing three balls on a disc while going through an obstacle course. I know it. It must have taken so much longer than we saw. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, Jerry just bouncing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like his ball is flying on that thing. <laughs> um, I like not to just skip to the end where you know Liz wins, but Liz talking to herself, hyping herself up in mm-hmm. Russian once mm-hmm. again. Sexiest, uh, I'm obsessed. I am obsessed <laughs> with every time that Liz talks in Russian on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the. <laughs> <laughs> It's the what, Sean? <laughs> Nothing. I was going to wade into geopolitical discourse, but I won't. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, Liz was truly iconic in this challenge. She was so great and beasted through the whole thing. And I was like, oh no, are they setting us up for like a terrible loss or something? But no, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. And this maze is usually we see this as a snake maze. So it's like in the shape of a snake, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a lot easier. Where this was hard 
geometrical lines, yes. which I feel like made the maze a lot harder. And then the fact that you had to land all three balls going through a different sort yep. of course of the maze, wild. Like this seemed like the kind of challenge that could take literal hours and hours to complete. And Nina was doing pretty good too. That yeah. sucks when you're doing like decently. Yeah. And I mean, may obviously not as well as Liz, but at least in second place behind Liz, according to Jonathan's commentary. And it's like, oh, when you go home and you're like almost there, that's mm. a bummer. I do wonder whether if Liz had not won, was she in danger? You know, I was thinking about if Liz was in danger, and I don't think she was. I truly, I truly believe with my whole heart, it was always going to be Nina. Uh, Let's say Nina wins. Ooh, I think Liz goes home. Yeah, yeah. Who I actually else? Do. Yeah, Liz. Unless Liz is so desperate at that point, she's able to pull together a George vote. Maybe. Which is not impossible, but wow. Would that mm. have been good? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of thought that Nina might be the winner of the season because of this one photo from uh, Flick's wedding where Nina's right in the center and everyone else is around her and she is looking amazing. And I was like, what if they did this as a cute little Easter egg? What if they did that? Mm. They didn't. They, they did not. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I feel like the big giveaway here is that, you know, we usually come back from an immunity challenge and people start talking, start counting the numbers, start doing the votes, uh, figuring out where they're going to go. Nina lays down on the hammock and talks to herself, <laughs> which I loved. Like, I really loved that scene of her just laying in the hammock going, okay, so if me and Liz vote George, and it's like the most basic of votes, right? Like, it's it's literal, literally a split vote with a swing, right? And so <laughs> she's just working it out. But uh, I really loved the sort of like pep talk here. Not that it was a pep talk, but just working it out by yourself. You know, typically you would do that in your head, but yeah. Uh, Love that she did it out loud. Didn't she say at one point, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. The hammock has been key to all decisions being made mm -hmm. in this game. The hammock, that hammock should go on eBay. <gasps> I, no, I want it. I don't think they do that. They don't. They, do they that. just give them shit. <laughs> they <laughs> That's, give nice, them. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. So, yes, we have a very straightforward vote here. It's Liz and Nina going for Matt and Jerry and Matt going for Nina. And so it's all in George's hands. Again, how this happened, you've got two groups of people that George has promised final three deals with. They're all together. They have shared information. They know what's up. They all each know about the deals and the alliances. And nobody's thinking because very often when somebody gets put in a swing position, it can get flipped on to that person who's in the swing position. It's like, why are we giving you the power? Oh, yeah, right? totally. Yeah. Why are we giving George the power? Once again, I ask <laughs> the audience. <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy. But George has found himself in this position, and uh, he's got his he's got to make his mind up. Especially I like that. Sorry, especially like yeah, there are so many moments where you don't realize, like you're you're just so focused on the plan that maybe you don't realize that one person specifically has the power, you know? Mm -hmm. But like it was even said to him, like Nina says to him, I guess you're the one who makes the final call. And like, so we're really all just saying this out loud. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're not, it's not a blind spot. It's not a whoopsie. Didn't really think about this. It's George. You let us know how it goes, honey. <laughs> yeah. And Liz putting her faith back in George to make the decision. And like she she works on him a lot to be like, look, I think you're getting too close to Jerry. He's making you soft. Remember how you were playing. Like you were really like a beast in this game. You're getting soft. You got to distance yourself from Jerry. You're going to be friends no matter what. Like he'll get he'll be fine if you take out Matt he'll get over it. And I think she's right. I really do think she's uh, right. Yes. Her and that knife are correct. The knife. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be the screenshot. I knew it was. <laughs> she is just a femme fatale with that knife. And I love it. Licking the so knife, looking at George, hold, like holding it out like, like a pirate. She was over George's shit. She was so done with his bullshit this episode. Just stop talking, George. Just vote for him. Yeah. Just vote for him. Just vote for him. <laughs> what about when Nina 
says to Matt, hey, Matt, hey, how y'all doing? So so just so you know, me and Liz are voting for you, and I know that you and Jerry are voting for me, and I guess George is making up his mind about what he's going to do. I love that Liz literally says at the beginning of the episode, as long as Nina doesn't do this, it's like she's known for this. She's known for oversharing, maybe saying things she's not supposed to. We've seen it with when she said she was voting for Jerry in front of Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then 20 fucking minutes later she does that exact shit i am swearing yeah. a lot this episode i don't usually swear so much but oh my god nina <laughs> yeah it was it, i was literally screaming at my tv like what are you doing <laughs> my only notes for that entire section were omg nina what did you do in all caps like nina <laughs> yeah yeah uh but I feel like the interesting thing here, this little glimpse into George's strategy is that he's talking about how, look, I betrayed Kara in the outback uh, and I, uh, what do they call Kara again? She was the Duchess of Double Bay. (laughs) That was it. That was it. (laughs) Cause he was the King of, King of Bankstown. King of Bankstown. King of Bankstown, she was the Duchess of Double Bay, but that he betrayed her, voted her out, and he saw that as a key reason that he lost, that he didn't value the human relationship that he had built with her, and that he was valuing this strategic move that he would put on his resume, and he didn't, you know, part of the whole point of him coming back is fixing those mistakes. We heard Haley say earlier this season that George has been fixing them, you know, he's getting well primed for the final tribal and it's clearly on his mind that he doesn't want to repeat the mistakes he made last time Mm -hmm. but given that he does end up siding with the boys and voting nina out did he fix that mistake like was this the right move for him no i don't think it's the right move and we can get into that but i do think he had some legitimate he had some strategy with Nina at the well where he's telling Nina that he is unsure of which way he's going to vote, which I thought at first I was like, what on earth is happening? Why is he saying this? And then I had a kind of moment of when you're in a second chance situation, how are you, how are you supposed to win? Is it just because you get to the end twice and that's impressive? Or is it that you can like very simplistically say, not simplistically, very clearly say my flaws were this and i fixed those specific flaws this way that is the second chance journey it's not just making it to the end being a big threat doing the same shit it's changing each thing and so the fact that he i feel like that was a very strategic conversation he had with nina telling her the inner workings of his brain of like i have this emotional tie to jerry i i i messed up last time I didn't vote with my friend and look what it cost me. And I think he's saying this to her, knowing Nina's going home and that she can go back to jury and say, oh, this was his intention. This was his reasoning for it. He was different this time and he was trying to fix his mistakes. I think it was very intentional because why would he share? He doesn't overshare. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just share his plans, especially like that's weird. Mm -hmm. He did it for a reason. And I, I mean, I think that was, even though I think he made the wrong call by keeping Matt and not keeping Nina, I think he made a very big move there where Nina can go back and be like, you know what? I get where George was coming from when he voted me out. Then that's mm-hmm. invaluable, I think. Yeah. I worry, though. I mean, like, we we could be back here next week and George has won. And everything goes great. But I'm operating the under the assumption that he, he can't win. It's too obvious. But yeah. man, look at what Mark did last season. So I don't know. But let's say he doesn't win. I see the mistake as almost voting out Simon. Like, it's, mm. I think it's important for George to have an adversary, right? Because now he's put himself in this position where no matter which way he goes, there are broken promises, hurt feelings, upset people. And so it's almost nicer to be keeping around somebody who you can put that focus on or it can be like, well, Simon really wanted to get mad at, right? Or, so, or like, you know, you can pin some plans on the adversary and... 
I, I, mean, I would need to workshop this idea a little more because <laughs> it's just coming to me now. But it, it does feel like he's in between a rock and a hard place here because no matter which way he goes, he's going to have hurt feelings going into the end game. Oh, yeah. He already has a pissed off Liz. He's about to have a pissed off Jerry if he votes out Matt. And he's going to have a very hurt Matt if he votes out Jerry instead of Liz. Like, this is yeah. all bad. This is all bad. And that's what he said in the in his voting confessional for Nina. He said, uh, I, I'm better off with a happy Jerry and an unhappy Liz. <laughs> and maybe that's because he's already tested those waters. He's already dealt with an unhappy Liz. She remained loyal. Can she, can he do, will she repeat, will history repeat itself on that front? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do feel like the Liz revenge arc could still be coming. I hope it is for her sake, but. Oh my God. Poppy saying after George very awkwardly, he's got to stop saying how in charge he is. <laughs> but Poppy. Oh yeah. We should. Yeah. We got to talk about this moment at tribal council. Yeah. He says he's in charge of the ship. He created, he put together the ship with broken pieces or whatever his analogy was. And Poppy saying, no, we were all in charge of the ship at one point. <laughs> And, and the then whole, Nina, <laughs> and then Nina say, I feel like there's a, a much untapped here. Yes. But Nina says, hang on a second, Jerry, because whenever I see people, you know, pulling together strategy, you're tending to the fire and then you have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, I do love that from Nina. But then she says something that I'm scratching my head about, yep. which is I shouldn't have said that probably. Why shouldn't you have said that? Exactly. There's something left out here. There's something I missing. I think there's something she shouldn't have actually shouldn't have said that she said and we didn't see. Yes. And they just wanted to make it seem like, oh, I shouldn't have said this mean thing to Poppy. But, mm. but no, this was fine. You're telling him he's incorrect. What did you really say that was left out of the edit? I must know. I need to know. It must. I think it must just be. This idea of Matt getting voted out. She might have accidentally. Mm-hmm. I mean, she loves this bill. <laughs> yeah. She must have accidentally said something along those lines. Yeah. Or it's like, or there was a whole scene where Matt says, well, Nina said to me that Liz and Nina yeah. are voting for me and that George is going to swing. Yes. And maybe, and she, maybe says, she says, I, I shouldn't probably have shouldn't have said that. that. Yes. But it should, it doesn't, it doesn't really It doesn't make work. sense with what she said. Yes, Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Uh, very curious about that. Mm-hmm. Something to ask Nina if we ever talk to Nina. Uh, well, hey, we're getting to that point where it's time to talk to people from the season we want to talk to. I know. Who does the audience want to hear from? Let us know. Shawnee, if George, If George would Liz. love to come on. I mean, I don't know if George would love to come on, but I feel like I would love to. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. <getting> <laughs> It, like in my dream world, I would love to talk to George. I would love to talk to Liz. Uh, I would love to talk to Simon. <gasps> yes. Yes. There's a lot of people. I mean, obviously, I would love to talk to Johnny. Um, oh, wait, I have one more to put in. Rogue. Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> finally get the tea on the, the truth. I would get the truth about what happened to Miss Grease. <laughs> that feels like an a century ago. So long ago. I don't like, <laughs> like, there are people I don't even remember. Do you remember Mimi? Do I remember Mimi? <laughs> Mimi is, a, like, one of my best friends. <laughs> I know Mimi she. is always liking my stories. She's always commenting on my posts. Mimi is very, like, she's a very supportive follower of Drop Your Buffs. I mean in the sense of it was so <laughs> long ago. Until you said Paige's name with her Crocs, I'm like, oh my god, that was this season. Like that's- I'm literally never going to forget Paige for the rest of my life. When you said Sarah, I honestly had to pause and figure out who the fuck Sarah was until you said Miss Grease. It's so many people. I still I don't know, know that it's guy. Like, that's a lot of people. What's that guy's name? The real estate guy? Oh, Fraser. Fra- Never once known his name. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I tried so hard. <laughs> yeah, I did forget he existed, actually. But he went home in, that, in, the, in literally one of the most epic tribal councils that has ever happened. It was so sad for him. <laughs> so he'll always have that. The fact that Jordy was on this show. 
Oh my actual gosh. I, f- I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot uh, about Jordan. It's Jordy. been a great season, honestly. It's been a great season. Yes, it really, really has. Okay, before we wrap this up, can we talk about potential? And I promised we would talk about potential final twos. Matt and Jerry, who wins? Matt. Okay, I think it would be closer than they're assuming. I could, yeah, I, I think could Matt would 100%. get a lot of votes, but I think yes. Jerry has a lot of respect. Yes, I could see Jerry getting votes. I don't. I'm not when I say who I think wins. It's not like zero vote final. Not a landslide. Yeah, yeah, I just mean I think Matt overall wins. Does George lose to anybody? Um, I think Matt. I think you know, Nina says to Liz on on the way out. Make sure you're not sitting next to him at the end. Yeah. I think I think Matt could get a couple more votes because of the baby storyline. I think uh, over George, but George did uh-huh. a really good job and likely would win. But I could see I could see there maybe maybe being the potential of Matt to win because of Poppy being bitter. Poppy being pissed off, maybe getting a couple other votes, you know, Nina being frustrated. I don't know. I I could see it. Um, But then on the flip side, I could see the frustration with Liz and Nina, like, Matt, you didn't do anything this whole game. We heard Nina say multiple times, like, Matt, you almost were a good player and you chose to just take the golden ticket. Um, I'll be disappointed if this jury in particular punishes George. I'll be really disappointed. Mm. What about Liz? Because it and- will feel like a bitter jury. And yeah, I know there's the whole social element, but George has played an unparalleled game. Absolutely. What about Liz and Poppy? I would hope Liz would win. But I could also see Poppy win. I could see it. I could see I think it could be close. <sighs> but Liz has something to say. Liz has a story. So and Liz has a story to tell, but so does Poppy. I mean, Poppy was shunned by his tribe. He went to the villains. He chose to come back, even though he wasn't in a great place. And he worked his way out. Like, he does have a story, yeah. But there's a long time where he was doing nothing. What about Liz and Matt? Liz and Matt? I would hope Liz would win that. Me too. But I think Matt. I would hope Liz would win. But I think Matt could. I just don't see Matt as a winner. I don't see Matt as a winner based on his edit, but like based on who he is and his kindness out there and what we're not seeing. But are we voting for the nice guy? Uh, I don't know. This is Heroes Villains. It's tough. (laughs) The heroes might want to vote for a nice person. No, I don't think so. Liz and Poppy, no, Jerry. Yeah. Okay. I think we covered them. We probably missed one, but who cares? (laughs) George and Poppy, George wins. I would hope so. Yeah. Well, should we make a prediction? Winner pick. Matt. Well, you know, I switched my winner pick when Shawnee got voted out to Liz and I'm sticking with it. What if it's Poppy? (laughs) I would truly be gagged, but it wouldn't be the worst thing. I would prefer a Poppy win over a Matt win. Mm. I just really don't like this storyline. I have to be honest. I just don't like the storyline of Matt being like, Oh my God, I am a pawn. I have to do something about it. Does nothing about it. Yeah. I don't find that rewarding as a viewer. And I wouldn't want to see it rewarded in the game. It would be like a very anticlimactic ending to a really epic season of gameplay. Yes. For the person who didn't do gameplay to win. Fully agree. Fully agree. But thank you, Matt, for following me on Instagram. Thanks for not following me so that I can feel like I can say anything about you. Okay. (laughs) With that, we've lost two legends, Simon and Nina. And this is it. We're at the end game. Very excited to see how this wraps up. Make sure that you're subscribed to not miss our finale coverage. Now, for our picture of Liz with a knife, what is the emoji? It can't be like a knife. That's too obvious. Oh, I was thinking the tongue and the knife. Both. Oh, you want to do the tongue and the knife. Yes. Okay, here's my only concern is I don't love that picture. I like the picture of her holding the knife better. Okay, let's see. Okay. <laughs> okay, is there anything else that's like not knife related? What about sugar? Full of sugar. sugar. What about an emoji of sugar from like a, lolly- like a bone? Um, listen... <laughs> <laughs> she's on my naughty what? list right now 
Let's see, a oh, lollipop. I thought you had a nice conversation. With yeah, we might have had a nice conversation, but. <laughs> what about uh, what is that a pawn? Is that a pawn? Yes, yes. That's Let's the pawn. do the pawn. You type in pawn, it comes up. That so we pawn. are doing the pawn chess piece because we're at the end game and we got a few pawns who might just end up winning this thing. So. Comment the pawn on the picture that we post to promote this episode. And how exciting. Uh, we've got, we're going to find out the winner next week. I can't wait. Okay. Evan and I are recapping Survivor 44 on Thursdays. Stay tuned for that. Girly, and make sure you're following us at Drop Your Bus at Drop Your Bus Pod. I haven't even, I literally haven't even watched last week's episode of 44. <laughs> I, and I cannot motivate myself to do so. I'm sure I'll get there. But at this moment, I have nothing in me. What could I say to make you really want to watch it? Hey, <laughs> do you love when women get voted out of Survivor? You'll Sean, love I do. <laughs> <laughs> You'll want to tune into Survivor 44. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you voted out a woman on your first trip to Tribal Council. Right? Listen here, <laughs> Mr. That anti-gay, very tall man refused to vote out another man, unless it was me, and I had no other <laughs> options. <laughs> well, R.I.P. Sarah. Jeannie voted for JD, didn't she? She voted for me. Oh, she voted for you. She voted for you. <laughs> because... okay. Well, I know Heather would have voted out a man. Yeah, she would. Okay. Uh, well, with that, let's wrap this up. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.